May 12, May 12, 1980. Mr. and Mrs. Pat O'Dell, 808 West Silver Meadow, Midwest City, Oklahoma, 73110. Dear Mr. and Mrs. O'Dell, with the close of spring and the advent of summer, many young people finish their schooling and open a new phase in their lives. In honor of your son, Harold Jr., and the other graduating seniors and the parents, Ridgecrest is having a special program after the 10.30 a.m. worship service on May 18th. Each senior will receive an award Bible in recognition of their achievement. For your convenience, a section of the auditorium will be set and reserved for parents and seniors in the middle at the front. All seniors are to wear their caps and gowns during the worship service and the program, and pictures will be taken immediately following the program. Please plan to, please plan to attend this special event. Sincerely, Calvin Jeffries, Associate Minister. First thing you notice is, my name is not Harold Jr. My name, actually, I'm John Jr., and Harold was one of my other friends that graduated, and his dad was one of the elders. Point being that these traditions have been going on in churches for decades, literally for decades. And there have been mistakes made, literally for decades. And I promise you that there are mistakes in this program. Our interns and I have worked so hard, and our administrative assistants in the office, to try and make this as perfect as it can be, but there's still going to be mistakes. Please forgive us in advance for that. Uh, But we want to honor them. We want to launch them into the next phase uh, of their life. There's a couple of things before I ask the elders to come forward in just a moment that I want to encourage you to do. You may have seen these tables along the back row in the, in the foyer, I guess is the proper pronunciation that I was told just a few minutes ago, foyer, on the back wall, and there's a, a basket, a laundry basket underneath each one. The Bibles are, are journal Bibles. They have a, a place on the sides for people to write things. And I know some of you, we started this last year, and some of you have already just jumped in and done this. But I want to encourage you, go to those Bibles, underline your favorite verse in each of the Bibles, and write your name next to it, and something, some little message if you want. Or if you want to do some crazy drawing, we've got highlighters back there. We've got marker pens, all sorts of things. Because listen, church, and I, I, I had a, a parent tell my wife this morning of one of the seniors from last year that just kind of randomly, which I don't believe in randomness, this person would be kind of depressed or kind of down, open her Bible, and all of a sudden she would see a note from one of you, and it would give her hope, and it would, it would connect her with the body of Christ once again. It is so important for each of us to realize that we've got an, an ability and an opportunity and a responsibility to influence our students for the name for Christ and for the cause of Christ. In addition, this year we started something new, and, and any of y'all that know me know that I have absolutely no original creative ideas. Everything I have is stolen from somebody else with permission. Uh, a friend of mine posted this about a month ago, uh, and it's a, it's a mentoring thing. It's called 80 Day Mentor. And uh, we, we're doing it this year. And what that is, is we have asked each of the seniors, and they all have done this, to choose one of you to be their mentor for the first 80 days of their, of their school or this next semester. And what the responsibility is, is that mentor will pray for that person, that student, every day. They will help them find a church if they're going away to college somewhere or moving somewhere. They'll help them to find a church home. They will maintain contact with them once a week, whether it's social media or phone calls or whatever. And if they have the ability and opportunity to actually physically meet during that semester, then they do that. This is such a brilliant idea, and it takes what we're doing by writing something in a Bible to a whole different level. 
brothers and sisters, we are the family of Christ, and we have an opportunity to make a difference. So I encourage you and challenge you to do that. Elders, if you guys will all come forward at this time and just stand up here behind me on stage. Interns, if you'll start uh, getting ready to to hand the the, um, gifts out. And let me say this. uh, I know that, I mean, La Huerta is going to be open for quite a while, so you don't need to run off and go get your table now. I will hurry and get through this, but I want to be respectful of all these seniors as well and their parents and their families. And thank you. I know there's grandparents that have come and, and parents, and, and uh, thank you. Some of you don't ever sit down far, far forward this front, down front this far forward, but we appreciate you doing that for us this morning. Okay, interns, go ahead and bring up the first one to them and get ready with the second one. Okay, the, I'm going to announce the senior's name, and if, there's fam- if their family is here, I'm going to ask them to stand while I, I say their name and read what's about, uh, what we have written about them or what's been written about them. The first one that we have this morning is Brian Ategua. Brian, come on up here. And, and I encourage you to read all the things that have been written. There's booklets back in the back if you forgot to get one on the way in. I have to read this to you because it's self-deprecating. Uh, the person in West Art Church he looks up to is Rick O'Dell. He, he, here's what he writes. He is really annoying and has forced me out of my shell. And to be more open and positive, his love is extremely unconditional. I think that's appropriate, right? Those of y'all that know me. So that's Brian Ategua. Next, we have Chris Barker. Chris, and your family, please stand. All the family. Now, his mom cannot stand. She broke her foot last night, fell down upstairs in front of 300 people. And anyway, she's in a wheelchair, so you can go pray over her if you want to afterwards. Um, Chris says that the person at church that he's looked up to the most, ironically, is his mom. She's always encouraged me that if you put your whole heart into something, that you can accomplish a lot for God's kingdom. That's Chris Barker. Next is Ethan Benjamin. Family will stand, please. Ethan looks up to Gary Brown because he reminds me to be better than what I think I can be. And that is Ethan Benjamin. Next, we have Nash Burkett. Nash says the person he looks up to at the church the most is Kelvin Clayman because he has always made an effort to speak to me and to get to know me. That's Nash Burkett. Tia Burnett. Tia says the person that she's looked up to the most is Catherine Owen. She's always accepted who I am. And when playing volleyball at Chaffin Junior High, she believed in me and we became friends. She showed me that when you love Christ, you love others unconditionally. That's Tia Burnett. Hunter Canfield. Hunter's person that he looks up to the most is his grandfather. He has guided and helped pave a path for me in life, and I cannot ever thank him enough for that. That's Hunter Canfield. Next is Brooklyn Howard. She 
She says the person that she's looked up to, she says, I look up to many of the women in the church, including my mom, because of their consistency in showing how to be a godly woman and for taking the time to invest in my spiritual life. That's Brooklyn Howard. Alexander Keller. Alexander looks up to his father. He has really set a good example for me as to how a Christian man should live. That's Alexander Keller. Next is Savannah Logan. The person Savannah looks up to is her grandmother, Meg Canfield, because she's a good spiritual leader and she leads me in the right direction when I get lost. That's Savannah Logan. Nadia Nelson. She says the person she looks up to is Colleen Shirley. She's always joyful and willing to serve. She reached out to our family many years ago when we first came to West, the church at West Ark and has been a friend and inspiration. She immediately befriended my grandparents when they moved here and made sure they felt welcome and included, which has led to another special friendship. I hope that I can be the same way one day and have the gift of making others feel special and loved. That's Nadia Nelson. Rachel Knoll. The person Rachel looks up to most is her, is it Papa or Papa? Papa, is that correct? I just got to get it right, you know. I don't want a letter read about me 20 years from now by something. Anyway, you, you follow me? Yeah, thank you. The Her- Herald, that's, very, that's funny. She looks up to her papa, Bob Knoll. I look up to him for his dedication to the church and his giving youthful spirit to jump at any opportunity that he has given. That's Rachel Knoll. Uh, Marini Fomake is not able to be with us this morning, and we'll give her her gifts and things a, a little bit later. Next, we have Brandon Turrentine, or as we call him, Terp. Brandon says the person at church that he's looked up to the most is Carl Ray. He gets stuff done even if he doesn't want to do it. He's tough, and he will change your life. That's Brandon Turrentine. Walkers, are y'all here? Oh, okay. Tatum Walker's not here, but a few would stand up. Tamara, that's her mom. Please just give her a round of applause for that, please. Thank you. And I did want to read this. The person that she looked up to is Haley Evans. Even though she's just a year older than me, she's an inspiration, one of the greatest friends. Isn't that sweet? All right, last... Last but not least is Ben Weber. The person he looks up to at the church is his grandma because she is always giving and willing to help others in need. That's Ben Weber. Okay, if I will ha- can have all the seniors come and stand in front of the elders, and if you guys would put a hand on their shoulder, Dave Cogswell is going to read a blessing over you and close with that part with a prayer, and then we'll do the seventh graders next. 
This time of year brings many transitions. Spring always brings beautiful flowers, new growth in trees and fields, and refreshment that puts winter behind us and helps us, us to be re-energized for the seasons ahead. But the transitions aren't limited to this. It includes times in life where we acknowledge and recognize the continuation of students to begin a new phase of life. It is graduation, a time to leave behind the things we've grown from and because of and look forward to new challenges that lie ahead. Many times our West Ark family honors and blesses the new babies among us. Our desire for them when they reach the age that you are now is that they be committed to our unique Christian faith, Christ-like values, and true Christian living. You are at the point we only dream of for them. Of course, you may always be your mother's baby, but you are now transitioning to be adults as well. Your parents, teachers, and church family all offer our congratulations, our prayers, and blessings for the future. Over the next few weeks, you'll hear a lot of advice, most of which you will ignore. As you decide whom to listen to, your shepherds here at West Ark, uh, at your West Ark Church family would like to offer these words of David from Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the, in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on this law he mediates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Your shepherds offer you our prayers and blessings as you continue to make more and more independent decisions. No matter where you go, please remember your church family at this place loves you and wants to be here for you whenever the need might arise. In closing, I want to provide this charge as as we look towards your future. We, the eldership at the West Ark Church of Christ, hereby charge you, as the Apostle Paul charged Timothy in his first letter, chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. But you, children of God, flee from the love of money and the pursuit of righteousness, godliness, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, many of whom are here today. In the sight of God, who gives, you, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who, while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made that good confession, we charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be the honor and the might forever. Amen. Elders, if you guys will go ahead and have a seat. And then students, you guys stay up here because the seventh grade are going to come through and you'll, the interns will give you a gift to hand in. If you want to set your things on the stage behind you, that would be good. The, uh, the gift that they are, have been given this morning is um, um, a, a, a plaque, I guess, or, or a piece of art. And it contains two things. One is the blessing from the elders of this church that was just read. And the other thing is a blessing that was, read, that was written by each of the parents and, and uh, guardians of these students. And they're side by side on purpose because we believe that church family is what matters, physical family and spiritual family. And we, we pray that they hang on to those, that they hang them in their dorm rooms, that they keep them for a long, long time and, and remember back to this day. 
At this time, the uh, seniors are going to present the incoming 7th graders with a, a gift and their arrival. And 7th graders, when I announce your name, if your families would stand and you would come forward to this side and get a gift and then stand over here, uh, then that would be great. Okay? First, we're going to start off with Jewel Callahan. Jewel. Her parents are Tim and Helen Callahan, and she wants to be a lawyer when she grows up. I think that sounds good. That's <clears throat> Jewel Callahan. Thank you. Next, we have Eli Hansen. Eli wants to be a surgeon when he grows up, and he's a pretty smart guy, so I think I'd let him operate on me. Uh, the person that he looks up to in the church is Dina, because she has taught me in a fun way and doesn't make learning boring. That's Eli Hansen. Next, we have John Hensley. His parents are Clint and Michelle Hensley, and he looks up to Miss Colleen and Mr. Paul Shirley because they are always caring and kind to people. That's John Hensley. Next, we have Landon Lou Allen. Landon's parents are Mark and Kim Lou Allen, and he wants to be a wildlife officer when he grows up. That's kind of a cool thing. Landon Lou Allen. Next, we have Aaron Logan. Aaron wants to be a dentist when he grows up. Uh, he also looks up to his grandparents because they showed me how to live for Christ by setting a real-life example. That's Aaron Logan. Next, we have Luke Nelson. Luke wants to uh, be a physician one day. He says the person he looks up to is his grandpa, Wendell Fenton. He's a good, kind, and thoughtful and hardworking and wise man. He spends time with me fishing and gardening. He loves me and encourages me to be a good person who makes wise choices. He loves God and encourages me to have a close relationship with God and has taught his family the importance of loving God and family. I hope to be a good man like him someday. That's Luke Nelson. Next, we have Emma Pointer. Go ahead after worship this morning and get her autograph, okay? She wants to be a country music singer, so she's going to make it, no doubt, no doubt. But she says uh, she would be happy doing, being a school teacher, too. That's a valid uh, thing to do. Uh, the person she looks up to is Karen Benjamin. She's such a good teacher, and she makes it fun to learn about God and easy to understand. That's Emma Pointer. Next, we have Piper Qualls. She doesn't know what she wants to be yet when she grows up, which is totally fine. I don't know what I want to be yet when I grow up. So that's, that's her parents are Jeff and Jenny Qualls. They're fairly new to the church, and they're a great family. And we're glad to have you guys here. And I told you earlier, I'm glad you guys are going to be youth group parents. That's Piper Qualls, please. Adam Sowles. (laughs) 
Adam is the grandson of Richard and Shirley Bullard, and Adam is very energetic. I had him in class this morning, and I like how that kid thinks. He's really a smart kid. So that's Adam South. <laughs> Bell Stroh. <laughs> Bell wants to be a vet or a hippotherapist using horses for therapy. That's pretty awesome, kind of unique. Her parents are Mike and Anita Stroh. That's Belle Stroh. Okay, if all the seventh graders would stand in front of the seniors, please, up on stage. I have a, um, a picture that I wanted to show you. Yes, I am wearing the same shirt. <laughs> Sorry, I go to a lot of countries where there are poor people. I'm okay with that. Um, we ran across this picture um, while we were preparing for the video, and I hope you will all come tonight to the youth group room for the senior party and video and things. Um, man, Chris has been preaching this for four or five weeks. My goodness, if you don't get the circle of life message that we've been talking about and that, that this represents today, then you're not paying attention. I mean, I, I, the first thing that I thought of when I saw that picture was a song by one of my favorite artists, Kenny Chesney, and it's called Don't Blink, because literally, just like that, they were that yesterday, and they're back here today and launching off, and, and as parents, you that are seventh grade, incoming seventh grade parents, and, and other youth group parents, don't take grant for granted the time that you have. Get them plugged in. Get them involved. If they got to be pushed into the deep end of the pool to learn how to swim, shove them. God will take care of them. Can I just say that? God will take care of them, and he'll take care of you. Don't blink. Our role as parents, and I know it's in me too, I want to keep my kids and protect them and keep them home and, and make sure they're all, you know, everything's... That's not what we're called to do. We're, we're called to raise our kids to be independent from us, not dependent upon us. They need their own faith. They need these experiences to help them learn to follow God in all aspects of their lives. And this church family stands ready to help you. There's going to be tough times, parents. As the senior parents can tell you, there have been tough times for their kids and their families. But this church has done its best to stand with them and stand next to them and encourage them and support them. I'm just going to offer up a prayer this morning. Can I just say the next time I see you seventh graders, I don't want it to be on your senior Sunday. I want to see you Wednesday night, right? So there. All right. Let's pray. And we'll be dismissed after this prayer. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come together and honor our graduating seniors and, and, uh, and our incoming seventh graders and, and their families too, Father. Um, I just pray, God, that, that the emphasis is not totally on on, on academics and, and, you know, things of this world, but, God, on things that are spiritual, things that ultimately matter way more than money and, and things and time. Father, I just pray you inspire each of our seniors to, to dream big dreams that only can be accomplished if you're involved in them. And, God, I pray for these seventh graders to calm their fears, to calm their anxieties, for, for you to calm their parents' nerves and anxieties as well and help them to fully embrace, Father, the opportunities that they're given over these next six or seven years to experience you and your power and the things that you do in this world in, in 
no way that they can uh, find other than that. And I pray, God, you will help them to just embrace it and to fully live into the opportunities and the gospel that you've given us. Father, thank you so much for church and for family, for the body of Christ, for the sacrifice he's made for each of us, and help us to do everything we can to live lives worthy of the calling that we received. I pray these things in Christ's name, and everybody that agrees says, Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed. Thanks for your patience. God bless all of you.